Welcome to the Womb Happy Hour with Lorraine Giordano. It's time to connect with your feminine energy center, your own body, to achieve anything that your heart desires. It's a discussion about a place you may have not discussed so much, the place down there. Now, here is your host, Lorraine Giordano. Hi and welcome. Hope you're having a lovely day. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. I'd love to connect with you. Uh, you can like me on Facebook at Inspired2Health. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at Inspire the Number 2 Health. And I'm on LinkedIn. And my name is spelled L-O-R-R-A-I-N-E, Giordano, G-I-O-R-D-A-N-O. If you'd like to check out my website, I have some interesting blogs and some information as well as the Operation Save Uterus t-shirt. And you can find my stuff at inspiredtohealth.net. All right, so let's just take a minute because we're going to descend deep down in there today. So let's take a minute or a few seconds to take a few deep breaths. Inhale through your nose. Exhale through your mouth. If you've had a tough day, shake it off. You're going to spend some womb time, even for the fellas out there listening. I guess it's a different way for the fellas to have some womb time. All right, so today's episode on the womb happy hour is actually not so happy. Um, why? Because we're going to talk about a condition that makes many young girls and women feel a lot of tension and pain down there um, around their pelvic area. And this condition is called endometriosis, which I think is such a silly name. But is a down there disease that affects 176 million girls and women around the world. I'll say that one more time. 176 million around the world. In the United States, one out of 10 women are affected. They're diagnosed with endometriosis. So what I like to say about this disease is that it's the could be disease. So for any lady out there who's going through a hard time right now, let's say you're having excruciating, debilitating pain due to endometriosis, and you've gone to your doctor looking for specific, you know, ways to help, you know, you might not be hearing that many specific answers. Luckily, there's a lot more holistic doctors that are out there, um, men and women, who are kind of approaching this illness, this disease from a holistic approach. And thank goodness for that. But I call it the could be disease because it could be, you know, you could have this disease because it's genetic. They're not sure they need to do more research. It could be that it's due to retrograde menstruation. And that's not the same as mercury retrograde. Great. It's um, retrograde menstruation is when your blood flow kind of goes off course and doesn't flow down necessarily. Now, they used to think that that was the main 
reason why women experience endometriosis, but it turns out that that's, that's really not the case because 90% of women have or experience retrograde menstruation and only one in 10 have endometriosis. So it could be that it started in your mama's womb. They're not exactly sure. There's theories that, or there's a myth that it could be if you get pregnant, your endometriosis, your pain will go away because there's more progesterone floating around your system. But that doesn't help a lot of women either. And on top of it, you might think it could be if I get a hysterectomy, that's going to cure me from having pain from endometriosis. And hysterectomies are the second most performed surgery on women, second only to C-sections. But guess what? There are women out there who have hysterectomies, meaning they have their uterus removed and discarded from their body um, and still have, you know, even if they get it removed, they still have endometriosis or they still have pain due to endometriosis. So folks, this and ladies, this is not a pleasant or fun condition. And what I think is even more kind of disturbing is that in the United States, it takes from the onset of someone feeling symptoms, it could take to seven to 10 years for her to be officially diagnosed. So that's seven to 10 years of sucking it up with a lot of pain. Now, here's the thing. Not every woman with endometriosis experiences a lot of pain. And so sometimes women find out when they're trying to get pregnant and they, they uncover that they have endometriosis, but they're not necessarily feeling excruciating pain. However, there's a big chunk of ladies out there and young girls who are curled up in the field position, experiencing very, very painful cramps. And so let's talk about some of the symptoms. So some of the symptoms, like I said, excessive pain, painful cramps, and then you could have long periods. So, you know, on average, if you have a five-day menstrual flow cycle, it could be longer. You could have heavier periods. Screwing around, having sex, it could be painful. Um, you might be experiencing nausea and vomiting, and you might have poop and pee issues. So some some ladies experience dramatic diarrhea or dramatic, dramatic pain when they're trying to poo or pee. Um, and then again, there are some women who experience infertility issues. So I'm going to remind you of this later on in the show, but there was research done in 2016, and you can find it on Science Daily, where the number, I guess, a lot of women think that, okay, if I was diagnosed with endometriosis, then that means I have a high chance of maybe being infertile. And... Um, I think with this research that I don't think got a lot of press or a lot of um, a lot of you know word on the street was that that's you know this research research indicated that infertility risk might be half of what was previously estimated. So that's a little good news. I'm going to talk about that later again. But I guess the point is is that as painful 
as endometriosis could be, you know, there's hope. And the purpose of me talking about this on the show today, and I am your guest today. (laughs) Why? Because I was diagnosed with endometriosis in 2006. And let me tell you something. It was a long road of pain. And I'd like to say that healing is possible. And I'm going to get into that because I no longer am healed over nauseous, cranky, ready to scream uh, when I get my periods. So I think if one person do it, it is possible. And I think there is a myth out there, and it's out on many websites, that there is no cure for endometriosis. And I think maybe from a traditional Western approach, maybe there isn't an exact cure right now. But what I do think is that if you're having a hard time down there with your womb and you're feeling extreme pain, I think it's it's a calling. I think it's a calling for connection. It's your body saying it needs a bit of attention. So we're going to explore that. Before we do, I'm going to give you a little background on what happened to me. So in 2006... My doctor said, oh, you have some cysts going on. So we're going to do laparoscopic surgery. And he went in. I was out. I came back. I was like, oh, okay. Waiting for my doctor to tell me the news. He got called into an emergency. And a nurse was checking me out. I was same-day surgery. And she randomly dropped the bomb of like, all right, You have endometriosis. Your doctor, who is a male doctor, told me to tell you that he's never seen that many adhesions with someone. And I was just kind of so confused. I was still a little drugged out, and I was pissed because I was like, what? This is not what I wanted to hear. So for those who don't know, adhesions are scar tissue. So when you have endometriosis, Your body is reacting in a way, so the lining of your uterus, there's tissue, um, and that tissue somehow grows, and scar tissue grows outside of your, it kind of grows outside the boundaries of your sacred mystery portal, your uterus. And I guess this term adhesions, it's scar tissue. So scar tissue kind of, can stick to other organs, it can stick to your ovaries, your fallopian tubes, like all around the girlies around your womb area. And so I wasn't happy to hear that, you know, that that was one one of my claims to fame, that he's never seen that many adhesions. In 2008, I was diagnosed with uterine hyperplasia and to me, that meant that I had a fat uterus, so that the, my uterus lining was growing thick. And although that's not endometriosis, it's tied to irregular bleeding. And so endometriosis with this hyperplasia is kind of a big, big deal. And I guess when I was diagnosed as endometriosis, I went to my parents' house to recoup. And I think this goes to why Sometimes it might take seven to 10 years for girls to get help or even to understand what's going on. Because I do think that there's a bit of shame 
um, talking about feeling so much pain. And I think there's a certain taboo talking about periods still and what goes on down there during a monthly flow. And so on that note, we're going to take a two-minute break and we'll be back from break. I'll get a little bit more into my story and then we're going to get into suggestions on if you're suffering with endometriosis, how you can um, direct your energy to healing this painful condition. We'll be back shortly. us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting InspiredToHelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a forum of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, InspiredToHelp.net. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everybody. We're back. You're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I am your host, Lorraine Giordano. Today's episode is about endometriosis. And I gave some like high-level informational stuff on endometriosis before the break. And then I was just getting into my own story. And so I would like to say that I applaud all the women out there who are setting up groups, meetup groups, um, setting up safe spaces, circles of women who are able to talk about what they're experiencing with endometriosis. Because even on Facebook and on different groups online, because that kind of support makes a world of difference. And so... I think there's still, and I was saying this before break, but I think there's still, there's a really tough topic to talk about with people. And so I was like, oh, I should get an expert to talk about endometriosis on my show. But I was like, I have endometriosis, so why don't I just talk about my experience? And so I historically have been very private. And this, I did get upset actually earlier today because I thought about all those days those miserable days 
um, of feeling terrible, of being like, I'm in a conference room in a meeting, ready to pass out. And I'm like, what do I say if I pass out from pain? Am I going to say I, I forgot to eat lunch and I got lightheaded? You kind of, it's very hard to kind of bridge the gap of conversation. So my intention for this episode is that I hope by me sharing is really just a bit of my story and some suggestions I've learned along the way um, that it helps anybody out there who's is, is really deep in it right now and this, thinks that this is going to be the rest of my life. Because again, just to reiterate, healing is possible. And so don't get hung up what you read online saying that there is no cure for endometriosis. Think about it as a way, because right now we're balancing out masculine energy and feminine energy overall around the planet. And so it's kind of like your womb calling out for some help and some attention. It's got information for you. So before we get into that more, so in 2006, I found out I had endometriosis. Then my parents, like my dad, he's like old school Italian guy. He doesn't know what to say. So he was just kind of, it's an uncomfortable conversation to have with your dad. And then my mom was just kind of like, why are you upset? They'll come up with a cure soon. So it, you know, which made the situation harder um, for me. And it's not to blame them. And they were just kind of reacting. You know, it's not like every day as a parent you hear your daughter has endometriosis. So, but I do think the conversation um, has an opportunity to open up within families, within um, young girls who are, have this condition. Um, and for fathers who might feel awkward or husbands or boyfriends, whatever the situation might be. Um, so... The thing about pain down there, again, there's a bit of shame. And when you get into fertility, it is, you know, if you think, oh, my God, I have endometriosis. Does that mean I'm not going to be able to have a kid? I remember I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm infertile. And um, that's a heavy topic of conversation to have with yourself and with others. And then even talking about symptoms with your doctor, when I used to go to the gynecologist, I was like, I got to flee the scene of this office as soon as humanly possible. And the weird thing is, I don't know about your gynecologist's office, but usually the wait time is like over two hours. So by the time I got in the office, in the gown, sitting on the table, I was like, I got to get out of here. I didn't want to talk. I, I just wanted the whole thing to be over. So this whole flee the scene, kind of like got to get out of here doesn't really promote good exchange, ability to ask questions, talk about symptoms, because it's kind of awkward. Um, yes, so endometriosis kind of counters, women have 8,000 nerves down in their pelvic region. So the fellas, they only have 4,000. So women are designed for pleasure. But here's the thing, if you're struggling with intense cramps, pains, nausea, constipation, diarrhea, whatever it is, it's really hard to kind of, that, that sense of pleasure becomes a sense of tension. Um, you know, I felt the weight 
of mini Advil on my hand and popping them in my mouth just to push it through the day to just to be like, okay, I don't know how today's going to go, but hopefully these Advils are going to make me feel better. And I think that when I ovulated, a lot of times the pain was worse than when I even got my period, which wasn't a good time for me, but ovulation was somehow even more painful. So the one thing to realize with endometriosis, which doesn't get talked about a lot, my guest Jen Lewis from a few weeks ago from Beauty and Blood, who's taking macrophotography of menstrual blood, she's evolving into taking pictures of um, different types of blood. So when you have endometriosis, um, sometimes your blood is a bit brownish. So that's something to pay attention for young girls, older girls, pay attention to your blood color. Again, it's not something that you'll be like at a cocktail party, hey, you know, my blood's brown, what do you think it is? But inquire, you know, seek out information, inquire with your doctor, inquire with your holistic practitioner, um, be curious to get information about it. So yeah, there are plenty of days where I hated my body, felt betrayed by my body, especially my womb, thought that nobody understood how I felt, wonder if I could return my defective womb and other parts for a new model, and question what I've done wrong to deserve all this freaking pain, because it's really annoying. So I could write a list for days about how pissed I was at my uterus, and endometriosis, that's such a silly name. Um, and thinking that I, I drew the, the short stick of the, of the fertility magic wand. So I share this because I get it. I'm, I'm not trying to slap some like pretty colored rainbow with a unicorn on top of, you know, the endometriosis, um, condition. Um, this is a very painful, uh, condition and it sucks big time. And so I share a hug with you if you're going through a really hard time right now down there. I really do. Um, it chokes me up, actually, because it's, I, I, I definitely have been there. What I'd like to say, though, and I say this from the bottom of my heart and the bottom of my womb, is that I'm whispering in your ear that better days are inside you that better days are possible, that your pain can be alleviated. Don't underestimate the power that you have and the power of your body. Inside of you are unique answers to help you move forward. So tuning in to the messages your body is sharing with you will help solutions to present themselves on the outside. And so that's a paradigm shift. And I do energy work, so some people think that that's a bit woo-hoo. But I also come from the financial industry, very analytical. I tried to break this down, but <laughs> it tends to prove out. Um, so it is possible to feel better and to heal and to like your womb more than you do in this moment. So don't let your doctors, anyone you know, and especially yourself, that's the most important person, tell you otherwise. So I'm gonna say it one more time. 
Don't let your doctors, your friends, your partners, anyone you know, especially the voices in your head that might be extra loud telling you that you can't get better, that you can't get pregnant, that you can't be free of pain. Why? Because way deep inside, at the core of your heart and womb, you and your body know that it's possible. Because think about it. If you took away the judgment of what's going on with your endometriosis, and you just took it, you thought about it as a cut, you don't scream at your cut and tell, tell it to heal. Your body knows what to do. So if you're saying that it's not possible, I'm telling you it is. So if someone, if a stubborn lady, that's me, with a misplaced, mummy-like, fat, extra bloody uterus with tons of adhesions turn a corner for the better, why not you too? So yeah, that's one other thing. I've talked about it in previous shows, but my uterus was originally in the wrong place. So it was pulled all the way to the left. And my doctor had to cut my broad ligament in order to have my uterus hang. So the weird thing about surgeries, keep in mind, if you're considering to have one, is that it has a serious impact on your body's response to stress. So the thing about endometriosis is that you want less scar tissue, you want less adhesions that are creating pain. So in order to do that, um, I think maybe 50 years from now, 75 years from now, I think this condition is not going to be treated by surgery. But for where we are right now, I mean, that's the reality that we're in for a lot of people. So consider, before we go to break, that endometriosis isn't an end. It's a message. Again, take the judgment out of whether you're right or you're wrong. You're defective, you're not defective. It's a message that your body is sharing with you to go in, to do you, to try something different from what you're doing right now and trust. And this is the thing that we're not really taught. We're not really taught to connect to our uterus and to that power of our womb enough And we're also not taught to really trust in the healing ability of our body. And so before we go to break, I'd like to leave you with that to marinate on. And we'll see you on the flip side of two minutes. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. 
Visit inspiredtohelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at inspiredtohelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit inspiredtohelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting inspiredtohelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, inspiredtohelp.net. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are listening to the Womb Happy Hour. To reach Lorraine Giordano, her guest, or if you have a comment on the show, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net. Now back to the Womb Happy Hour. Hi, everyone. This is Lorraine Giordano from the Womb Happy Hour. I appreciate you tuning in. Today we're talking about the womb journey of endometriosis. So the title of this episode is really Unwinding and Healing from Endometriosis. So for those that don't know and are just tuning in, endometriosis affects a ton of young girls and ladies. And it is something, it's 176 million women experience it around the world. There's not a lot of uh, definitive answers in treating endometriosis. There's a lot of guesses. There's a lot of more research is needed. And that's kind of annoying if you were just diagnosed with endometriosis. So I was diagnosed in 2006. And so over most of my adult life, I would say that I became an expert in pain. And a lot of that was due to my pain down there. But I got into weird, you know, physical accidents as well. But the thing about pain is that it it frustrates, it enrages, it isolates, segregates, and decimates. So the thing about endometriosis is that there's so many women out there, and you, you might be hanging out with them at work. You might they're in their your neighborhood. They might be held up in their bedroom, keeled over, like just trying to survive and not lose it from feeling so much intense pain. So um, a lot of women don't talk about it because there is a bit of shame. There's a bit of stigma. There's a bit of uh, maybe I'm defective, right? So for those trying to get pregnant and they can't get pregnant because they have endometriosis, you know, there's a whole there's a whole lot involved with that, um, especially with partners, the stress of that, um, feeling betrayed by your body. But the one thing, and we're going to get into some suggestions now, but the one thing to keep in mind and keep in your womb is that the healing process 
And I've seen this not with just endometriosis, but with other um, other conditions, is that your body is your ally. Your body needs you and you need your body in order to kind of align, in order to kind of um, to kind of move forward from so much pain. And so I said before the break about trusting that you and your body can heal. So it's very easy when you're feeling intense pain for a long time, for many months, for many years, you just accept it sometimes that that's just how it is. And so to quote the Bruce Hornsby song, that's just the way it is, but don't you believe them. For anyone that says that to you, keep open. Um, so let's talk about some ways that you can maybe shift your your pain. Because it's not natural. And I, I think what's, what saddens me, um, but I see it as an opportunity, is that I think some young girls and women accept that this is how it always has to be. And I think for right now where we are, there's feminine energy kind of rising up to kind of help balance out the masculine energy, like the penetrating, the logic, the gotta do, do, do. Feminine energy is about being receptive. And guys also are balancing their masculine and feminine energy as well. The world is kind of going through that shift. But for to be feminine, focusing on your feminine, is to receive. It's being receptive. It's being intuitive. It's being connected to nature. And so I think one of the issues with endometriosis is that because energy is kind of, because tissue is growing outside the boundaries, it's kind of like baggage. I will say that I considered myself carrying like extra baggage that didn't I didn't really let go of and it showed up as far as like adhesions. So all right, let's talk about some suggestions. So avoid thinking and I said this a little while ago, but I'm gonna repeat it. Avoid thinking if you have endometriosis that your fertility is impaired. And look at this, it's on Science Daily. It was, um, <clears throat> it's research that came out in 2016, so it's not like it was 10 years ago. It's recent research that indicates that many women with endometriosis don't experience fertility issues, and that the infertility risk might be half of what was previously estimated. So don't put on that infertility sweater. Don't wear that. Don't take that in your belief system keep it open if you want to have a baby with endometriosis it's very possible many women have done it before the other thing that I would like to and I'd like to start this for the next few years is setting up a hormone like a hormone school in the community because hormones play such an important role for women. And if you have endometriosis, the one thing that your doctor might have told you is that, oh, endometriosis might be caused because of you have too much estrogen in your system. Um, 
right now we're in a place where stress is kind of like an honor badge or or no I flipped that badge of honor like women wear that like I'm doing these 150 things today and you know on the go 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 on the do 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 and during the menstruation you know we're kind of just pushing through it but hormones and when you get your period it's an important time to kind of slow down to relax to not be so action orientated but having an awareness of your hormones estrogen progesterone testosterone and all the other hormones but at least your main hormones um because what women don't realize is that under constant stress so let's say if you're not sleeping well you're working you're taking care of kids you're in a constant state of not relaxing not allowing your body to heal it throws off your production of progesterone and progesterone is like a unique intricate balance between estrogen building up during the month and then progesterone kicking in to cool off the buildup of estrogen so if you're constantly stressed it robs your body of producing progesterone so reducing your stress and again stress is used it's one of the most overused words I think but what does stress really mean to you how would you define what stress is to you like is it and I think that's why chakras help out a bit because your sacral chakra relates to emotions, uh, your sense of creativity, your sense of um, passion and joy, your relationships to everything. So do you have any underlying fears there? We'll get into the energy stuff in a second, but as far as stress, I think even the term endometriosis when I first heard about it, it kind of stressed me out because I'm like, what the hell is that? Then when I found out I had hyperplasia, I was like, what is that? Never heard of that. I mean, a lot of these terms are used in the medical world. They create a disconnection. They create some sort of like, I'm not smart enough to even, you know, know how to spell. Like most cancers, how do you even know how to pronounce them, let alone spell it? So my suggestion is that if you don't like the word endometriosis, create your own term. So like I created Operation Save Uterus as my intention to save my uterus from a hysterectomy. I didn't like the word hysterectomy. So Operation Save Uterus, that had more, it was more personal to me. And so it doesn't get any more personal when it comes to your womb and when it comes to any issues that you have down there. All right, so understand your hormones. You are what you eat. We hear this all the time, but if you have endometriosis, it's very important to pay attention to what you're eating and what you're drinking. So avoid foods that are hormone heavy. So try to eat more non-organic meats, non-organic dairy, or try to avoid those. Try to go plant-based. Um, booze. You know, on TV, there's such a, like, women tossing the booze back all the time. I don't think it sends out a good message, but booze, fatty foods, stuff that clogs up your liver doesn't help with your hormone balance because it makes it harder for your body to flush out excess hormones. 
get familiar with prostaglandins. Um, prostaglandins, another word that doesn't make sense to me. But prostaglandins, there's antagonistic prostaglandins. So if you have endometriosis, you probably are experiencing some antagonistic behavior from these group of lipids that are related to your healing process. Well, what happens is your body produces prostaglandins for to kind of heal an injury in your body. So it causes inflammation and blood clotting. So some of those prostaglandins are good, but some of them are not so good. So some of the not so good prostaglandins, um, they're not just related to painful periods. They're related to arthritis and some types of cancer. So prostaglandins are chemical messengers. Again, your body's communicating. It's kind of having a lot of communication inside with other areas of your system. But it's also trying to communicate with you. So prostaglandins, important to know about that. Your diet will contribute to them. Um, Omega-3, so fatty acid, fish oils are helpful. Um, Primrose oil uh, are helpful to kind of counterbalancing um, the antagonistic prostaglandins. And then make sure you're hydrated, drinking enough water every day. Minerals are very important to your womb. A lot of women are low in magnesium and don't even realize it. So your womb is a muscle. So magnesium is crucial for muscle contraction. So if you're not familiar or not sure, seek out a holistic. I mean, most doctors really don't, at least my doctor didn't get into this information with me. I went to holistic people. I did my own research. Again, it's a kind of about taking responsibility and kind of being curious to the opportunities that are available to kind of alleviate your pain. And you and your body are your best ally for that. The doctors, the healers, everybody else is supporting cast members. But you and your body, you guys are leading the show. And on that note, we're going to take a tip and we'll be back with some more suggestions. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Visit InspiredToHelp.net for help in feeling more grounded, centered, and relaxed using different energy healing tools. Lorraine Giordano works with women and men in person or via Skype or telephone sessions. You can sign up for a single session or try one of our discounted multi-session packages. We also offer three levels of Reiki classes. Find out more at InspiredToHelp.net. You can even book Lorraine for a workshop or speaking event. Visit InspiredToHelp.net today. Do you get a little nervous or hesitate to discuss topics down there that aren't talked about often? We hear you. Or are you curious to look at frequently discussed topics from a different perspective? Visiting InspiredToHelp.net opens up a whole world of discussion that you may not have known even existed. Lorraine Giordano offers a form of open and frank discussion about those seemingly unmentionable topics down below. Visit now, InspiredToHelp.net. 
your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. are listening to the womb happy hour to reach lorraine giordano her guest or if you have a comment on the show please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to info at inspiredtohealth.net now back to the womb happy hour hi everyone we're back from break this is lorraine giordano your host on the womb happy hour Today we're talking about, we're exploring, we're doing a womb dive on endometriosis, the not-so-happy condition that causes a lot of women pain. Not pain, just physical pain, but it's also the pain, the frustration of pain, um, feeling betrayed by your body, feeling isolated because you can't do the stuff you want to do. When I was in the height of my my days of like being keeled over I used to lie to friends and say oh I can't go out because I would make up a story because I didn't want to be like I have terrible terrible cramps debilitating cramps and I think I'm going to lose my mind so there's a lot to it it has many layers but again the point of this show is to say yes it sucks but healing is possible so I no longer keel over I um I'm not saying every period feels like euphoria, but I mean, I, I can't even, I didn't even think it was possible, but it is possible. The comparison is night and day. All right. So we were talking about some suggestions and I left off with minerals, magnesium, very important, magnesium and calcium. All the minerals are very important to good womb health, but magnesium often gets overlooked. So if you need some guidance, you need some help. There are a bunch of holistic practitioners out there who specifically kind of cater to like filling in the blanks for supplements and stuff. I highly recommend that you you check them out. I mean, I do energy work, so intuitive stuff, muscle testing, energy testing. I help people with that. And so I guess what's most important is that there is a lot of information out there. There's a lot of high-level BS stuff on endometriosis, and then there's a lot of, you know, nitty-gritty granular details. So here's the thing, though. Each womb is unique. Like each body is our own, like we're our own universe. So what work works for like someone else that you have that you know who has endometriosis might not necessarily work for you, um, because maybe you need a combination of things. Um, it's allowing yourself to kind of think, what am I willing to do? What am I willing to try? Because it doesn't hurt in trying. And your life could be revolutionized and pain-free by by opening up and being curious. All right, so some Ayurvedic tips. So about a month ago, um, my friend Shweta Parma, who is an Ayurvedic um, expert, and she's an Ayurvedic doula. The episode was yoga is yoga making you sick, but she gave some really interesting um, tips on um, Ayurvedic practices. And so just to share some of those castor oil packs, which I'm a huge fan of, and they're quite easy, quite relaxing. It's not that expensive to get some castor oil. Um, You can find it in Whole Foods, in different vitamin supplement stores. Castor oil packs are really helpful to help flush out 
toxins, help decongest your liver, help your digestive process, help you poop more, um, and help with, with cramps and pain. So I highly recommend castor oil packs. Um, Shweta also suggested black sesame seeds. So they're known to help reduce menstrual pain and promotes digestion and promotes, going back to the omega-3s, it promotes the, the positive um, oils that help. Um, and eating more fiber. Fiber, fiber. Very important. Why? Because fiber helps you poop. So letting go. So when you have adhesions, right, you have tissues that are building up and attaching to different organs around you, something's not letting go, right, physically. Like stuff's growing and attaching itself. It's going outside the boundaries. So pooping is about letting go as well. And so your colon health is also very important to your menstrual health, to your womb health. So if you're holding a lot of toxins in your colon, then it's not necessarily good for your overall health. All right, so I'm going to go to some energy balancing ideas or suggestions. So I talked a little bit about the sacral chakra. So during Operation Save Uterus in 2008, I learned that my physical pain was interrelated to my emotional, mental, and spiritual pain, really. And I didn't want to believe that's true, but it really was. So I had to go deep into, I kind of meditated and sat in my womb for quite a long time. Um, And at first it was pretty dark and then it lightened up. But I think a lot of women are afraid of their dark side. And the womb is a dark place, right? It's a mysterious place, but it's got the potential of full light because it creates life. So, and it's also not just about birthing a baby, but it's about birthing our lives. And so, um, learning about the sacral chakra, I think, is a positive, important step. So it's an energy center located in your lower abdomen. I mentioned before, it's related to emotions, creativity, passion, relationships, and the ability to go with the flow of life. Again, tissue growing outside, something's not flowing right. Something's being blocked. So here are a few areas to sit with and and marinate with your womb. In what ways are you not allowing yourself to release pent-up emotions? Are you ignoring how you're truly feeling? Are you communicating how you're feeling? How are you binding or blocking yourself and shutting down on yourself? Is there something that you're looking to create in life but are talking yourself out of it? Are you preventing yourself? Is that start, stop, start, stop? Are you preventing yourself from acting towards its creation? Creativity tends to produce more creativity. In what ways can you allow yourself to consider yourself that you're creating your own health? In what ways can you use your imagination, your inner GPS system, your own intuition, tapping into that, like receiving your own messages about what you truly need? And so the judgment, I think women, we're perfectionists a lot of the times, and we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be right, to be perfect, 
And I think that that jams us up a lot. I know it jammed me up a lot. It still does from time to time. But um, if you take the judgment, your womb is not looking for your judgment. Your womb is looking to connect. It's looking for you to hear what it has to say. It's, it's asking for that primordial pulse of life to kind of be beating with you in sync. So I highly recommend if you're looking for more information, I think Carolyn Miss, she's very popular, but she has a great chakra flash. And if you go to my website, my most recent um, blog post, take some of these things that I talked about, I shared about endometriosis, and it has links for further information. Um, so just to close out, so it's closing words from an endometriosis lady gone healthier. You know, I'm not a doctor, nor do I play one on TV. I'm just a lady who saved herself from a hysterectomy. And I gave my intention to save my uterus and name. Operation Save Uterus. And I suggest that you make it as personal as you can in your healing journey. So if you want to talk, if you don't want to say endometriosis because it doesn't mean anything to you except a bad label for a disease, create your own name. Create your, you know, this is my time where I curl up into a ball, period of the month, whatever, but make it personal um, because making it as personal and, more, and as much as about you are, are helpful clues into unwinding this painful condition. So I am a huge fan of my womb. I have the show and thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, you're listening to the Womb Happy Hour. I'm your host, Lorraine Giordano. If you want to connect with me, check out my website, inspiredhealth.net. Like me on Facebook, Inspired to Health. Follow me on Twitter, Inspired to Health. Remember to take some time to connect to your womb and send it some love and light. Talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for the womb happy hour be sure to tune in again for another edition featuring your host lorraine giordano next wednesday at 3 p.m pacific time 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america health and wellness channel have an excellent week